0: <laughs> That's just welcome true. welcome 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 uh guys um it's been a rough week man uh specifically rough two days we ended the season 0-5 <laughs> on the 5 game losing streak we backed our way into the playing game and now we're I, I, we held on to the ac by this much for a whole week and a half and now we're the 10th seed in the playing game. And uh, to the people that bought tickets to the uh, playing game, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Replay will be available soon. <laughs> Replay's available soon. But guys, man, look, I, I want to specifically talk about that Knicks game first, man. Jamal, expound on what your feelings about that Knicks game, man.
1: Um, I have an announcement to make. Um, I'm not here to talk about Hornets basketball. I'm here to talk about alcohol. Have y'all had make have, y'all had makers Mark Forty Six? There's some good stuff, man. I'll try
2: it. I'll try oh, it. Yeah.
1: But this, but we have to talk about the Hornets, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of a okay. A, kind
2: of what, we do,
1: what we do? No, yeah, it's kind of what we do, right? Okay, all right. Back to back to the uh, Hornets here. I'm, I'm first of all, I, I'm going to get to the Knicks, but I, I just want to say, I, I it's it's hard for me to find words when it comes to this collapse, because that's what it is. I, and I, I know we've had a lot to deal with, but this is this is a collapse and there's no other way to look at it. Now, um, to the Knicks game, um, you, you know, JV has emphasized a lot how important it is to not only uh, start games well, but how important it is to finish games well. And we didn't do either in that next game. The the meat of our success in that game, uh, you know, came late in the third quarter, early in the fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, I like the way we battled back in that game. We showed some guts. uh, We showed some mental toughness. But there's this alarming pattern that's been happening the last five or six games. And we're just we run out of gas at the wrong time. Um, And we ran out of gas in the overtime period. Um, I know that it is law around Charlotte to blame the centers for everything that goes wrong on this team. But I, I, I'm sorry, man. PJ Washington and Malik Monk are about to give some smoke today. Let, let me let me just put that disclaimer out. Washington and Monk are getting smoke today. PJ Washington offensively was absolutely horrific. Uh, Malik Monk was non-existent uh LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier were like 8 for 29 that game. Hey, 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 hey. You I, can't do LaMelo. You're not I'm, supposed to do that. I, I know You're I'm not bro- supposed to do that. I I just broke the law and I'm sorry about that. Here's the thing, guys. At this point in the season, you need guys who are going to give you buckets. Uh, and and you know our, our our struggle is with um you know handling the opposite team's bigs and as far as keeping them off the backboards and keeping them from scoring. We get it. That's the running theme for the year. But at the end of these games, to close out these games, we are way too reliant on two or three people. And that's been the case for the last five or six games. If we're not relying on Devontae, we're relying on Terry. If we're not relying on those two, we're relying on on Miles. This team cannot play that way. We, we need everybody to contribute and to be consistent. In this last month or so, man, we haven't gotten that man. And that showed itself in that Knicks game. That Knicks game was a microcosm for how this last week no, how this last month has gone for this team.
2: Yeah, the Knicks game. I didn't I didn't think they would win that game, honestly. I didn't let even- me tell you this about the Knicks before because there's a lot of people in the group or in the NBA that want to tout the success of the Knicks. Julius Randle played 71 games this season. There is no Charlotte Hornet that, no starting Charlotte Hornet anyway, that played 71 games this season. The Knicks stayed healthy when everyone else that was above them in the Eastern Conference started having injuries. Now, I'm not not saying that to discredit the Knicks, but what I'm saying is that when you stay healthy, you get to build that chemistry, and it makes you a better team along the way. I'm going to say it's everyone in, in the group. And if I see uh, – we're going to see a lot of these types of posts. So get ready for the smoke from Kaiser say, Any evaluation <laughs> of the Hornet season that does not account for injuries is not valid. It's valid. Valid. And void because these people were so quiet when the Charlotte Hornets were, we're feed and were four games ahead of the New York Knicks in the standings and we were perfectly healthy. And then all of a sudden – Gordon Hayward uh, gets gets hurt. Malik Monk gets hurt. Devontae Graham starts having issues. Terry Rozier goes out for a while. All of our
0: – missed games.
2: DJ missed time. At one point, 60% of the Hornets' offense were gone at the same time. So if you're telling me that you, one, predicted that to happen – then we need to talk about lottery ticket numbers. But if you didn't predict that the Hornets at 60% of their scoring would be off the table at one point, then I don't really want to hear what you got to say about, well, we kind of knew this was happening. No, none of that matters. Yeah, none of that matters.
0: And so, I mean, mean, look, man, this is my issue. Everybody wants to knock on JB. Listen, if you came into the season and told me we were going to be in the playing game, with a chance to be the 7th or 8th seed at the end of the week, like, I I, I would have called you crazy. This man has has, has led this team above water despite the injuries. And and, and for us to say he was our coach, look, players have to execute these plays. Look, yesterday Devontae Graham was wide open and missed the three. Today he was wide open and missed the three to tie. Players have to execute. I mean, that's just the simple thing of it. It's let me up. Uh,
1: not there. Let me. I want to speak to your point real quickly, Rodney. Because um, another thing I think that we're not really given a lot of credence to, um, is exact is specifically how JB has to manage minutes. Let me let me break this down for for people who may not understand. Really? JB has to go with the guys that he trusts. That that every single coach in the NBA would say the same thing. They're going to go with the guys that they trust that makes it exponentially harder when you got guys who are coming back from injury who are not in rhythm Malik monk you got guys who are not hitting their shots PJ Washington you, you you have a you have an obvious uh, 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 position that you need to upgrade center mm-hmm. JB is having to manage all of that on the fly hindsight is 2020 20. you can go back and say man he should have did this he should have did that blah 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 He's dealing with one of his leading scores not being available. He's dealing with the Cody Martin injury. I'm going to tell you why that's a big deal. Cody Martin not playing is, is another body that you can't rely on. So what does that mean? That means more minutes for the guys that you're going to have to go uh, trust. I'm, I'm hoping I'm making sense when I say that. Miles, Terry, uh, Devontae, these guys are getting big minutes because JB trusts them. The more minutes they play, the more likely it is that they're going to run out of gas. As a coach, that is a very tough position to be in when you don't have the bodies to manage the minutes like you want to.
0: Gotcha. So guys, man, look, there was a lot of uh, chatter going on yesterday. Uh, are you guys comfortable with LaMelo Ball not playing after the third quarter yesterday? I mean, I, 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 me personally, I understand it, but there's just some things that Need an answer. So, so, what do you guys think? Kyle, take this one first.
2: Yeah, I, I think that Devonte was was on fire yesterday. Yeah, or, or against the Knicks, and I just think, like Jamal just said, it comes down to trust. Who do you trust more in a game situation like this? I, there, there's something real quick I want to say about Lamelo Ball that no one seems to realize. This is the most games he's ever played in a in a season. Yeah, even with even missing twenty one games or however he missed with the injury, LaMelo Ball and the ABL only played like twelve, 12 regular season games. Oh, but and, because he's only nineteen, yeah. Years he's only and what people, people have to realize is that yeah. as an athlete, your body is used to whatever your regimen is, and then if you add something to that, your body has to adjust. That's why Melo's shooting has declined. That's why he's been in a little bit of a shooting slump. His body has to readjust and he came off a wrist injury that he's kind of favoring but his body has to adjust so like dude this is the most basketball you've ever played in your life and you can kind of see uh out there in the fourth quarter Lamelo kind of tired yeah out there so i think that you know uh yesterday jb just said look i got i got more trust in Devonte and terry that I think it's as simple as that, and as we saw today, LaMelo got big minutes late in the game, uh, you know, for all the good that it did. So, um, I'm not too worried, worried about LaMelo, you know, sitting uh, yesterday.
1: Um, I mean, I, I'll say, it, look, nobody else wants to say it. i said he He didn't get minutes because he played terrible. That let's 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 start there. <laughs> he, he didn't wasn't good game. yesterday, that's why he didn't get minutes. Going down the stretch. Um, I just gave you a stat. Him and Terry were eight for twenty-nine yesterday. Um uh, uh he 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 couldn't stop the New York Knicks guards from getting in the paint. That's why he didn't play going into the fourth quarter. And you know, I think it's just a lazy narrative to say, Oh, well, JB just just has his favorite guys to go with. No, to Casa's point, that's why Lamelo played in the fourth quarter today, because he was better today. So I, I don't want to hear it, man. To me. Yeah, i
2: really- point Today, I mean, he was he was all over the court. He was doing his thing,
1: right, right. And um, I, I, you know, and the thing is, I, I've always thought Lamelo has responded to coaching. We've said this on this show a lot, man. I think he responded better, better today. Now, again, hindsight is twenty twenty. With all that being said, would I have inserted Lamelo at least for five minutes in the fourth quarter? I probably would have, only because everybody else was so gassed. Everybody else was playing heavy minutes, again, which seems to be the theme this last week. But that just goes back to what I just said, man. It's hard to manage this team with so many injuries, and not just the injuries but the people who are coming back from injuries and the people who are out of rhythm. It's no time to throw to throw guys out there that you don't trust. It's just not the time for that, man. Gotcha,
0: gotcha, gotcha. So, guys, man, so uh, on Tuesday – uh, as, as, as punishment, we go to uh, Indiana, Indianapolis. Uh, we play the Pacers team, who uh, is hobble themselves, uh, not very good on defense. Uh, and if we win that game, we possibly see Washington again, uh, which is highly likely, or we see uh, Boston. What are your chances for us to actually make it into the, the AC?
2: I'm gonna say high. I don't think that the uh, as devastating as a loss today feels, and we'll talk about it more in a bit, but it's not the end of the world. Like I said, the Pacers are a little bit hobbled. The Hornets match up well with the Pacers. For some reason, Miles Turner can't do a damn thing against Cody Zeller. It's like Zeller loves that matchup because he always wins it. Um, it. It sucks that we have to play them on the road, but I think the Hornets, they're mad. They're upset. They had two games that they should have and could have won one against a team that, Really, the Wizards really aren't as good as, as the Hornets. They sucked they, the entire season, except for this game. Uh, they hadn't been as good as the Hornets. So we, told them they were scorching hot. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, if we, Indiana and Boston wins, then, yeah, then, then we go back to Washington to play a team. And you know the Hornets are going to want to get some get back in a game yeah. they felt like they should have should have won. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say their chances of making the real eight seed, uh, pretty good. Um, I mean,
0: if we get, the, it looks like if we get the eight seed, we would have to play uh, Brooklyn, <laughs> um,
1: Philly actually.
2: Philly, uh, uh, ooh. yeah, yeah. I'd rather play Brooklyn than Philly.
1: Absolutely. Brooklyn's
2: team chemistry. They don't have that continuity. Yeah, Brooklyn is relying solely on star talent. And Kyrie Irving made a statement yesterday that Basketball, he don't even give. Oh. He don't even care. He don't care. He wants to go fight the war on Gaza Strip. So <laughs> I'd much rather play, and that's not a, that's not a what's happening in Israel. But that's what he said. Like, hey man, I'm worried about what's going on over there. Basketball is not important to me right now. That's a direct quote from Kyrie Irving. I'd rather play those guys than Philly, who seems to be kind of you know kind of locked in uh, a little bit more.
1: Yeah. To answer your question, man, I give us a 50-50 chance, man. And, and, and I hate to sound like a broken record, but I, I believe this to be true uh, too much, man. If we don't get anything, and I'm when I say get anything, I mean putting the ball in the basket. If P.J. Washington and Malik Monk don't hurry up and show up, it is going to be a very short uh, play-in situation for the Charlotte Hornets. I, I will stick by that. I'm sticking to my guns when it comes to that, man. You know, we, I, I, I
2: don't. You know, it, it's funny because with like the last two years and even – the beginning of the season, it was like, what are we going to do about – we got to figure out something to do about P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges because, no, that's figured out.
1: That's
2: figured out. Needs right. to start? Gordon Hayward needs to start when he comes back, and then you bring P.J. Oh, off the baby. bench, and he can either play the four, the three, and then even maybe the five-some. That's that's what you do. Uh, I mean, that's it. I, I, I try not to get on P.J.'s case because I understand it's been a tough season for P.J. He's been asked to play out of position. He's been asked to do stuff that he's never done before in his basketball life. He had a bad you, know, uh, you know, be a defensive center. And you're only like six, seven, and he's a new father. As someone who, is, it, who has five kids, trust me, I know how that can turn your life upside down. And, so and, and, like, and then not,
0: on top of that, and then you got to think about it too, okay. they, they didn't have a full offseason. No, it was very condensed. And so. That could that could have possibly kind of stagnated some of his
2: growth too, as well. Right. Yeah. I thought I was gonna give him too much slack, but but it's clear that Miles Bridges turned that corner. L- listen,
1: a- listen. The, that context is a plus, guys. I agree with everything y'all said, but the reality is, if we have to keep relying on one or two guys to put the ball in the basket in the fourth quarter, it lowers our chances of winning. That's It's not really Fair yeah. This smoke I'm giving P.J. Washington a
2: What I see With a lot of Other teams The Hornets Never get beat By like The other team's Star players
1: It's never, Robin Lopez And Ish
2: Smith Right Yeah And Bertons And those guys They always That's what the Hornets need We don't If That Our guy that is like That is Malik Monk You might And if you get If you get an outstanding Game from Malik Monk The Hornets will win That yeah, game Yeah but that comes once, you know, Literally, maybe once a week.
1: So I, won't, I I'm glad you brought up Ish because you know, again, you know, every time the Hornets lose, you know, we have to we, we look on we look on social media, and there's there's five thousand mentions of how bad we need a center. But let me explain something, to y'all. This is something that doesn't get talked about enough. We also have a problem with keeping the opposing players' guards out the lane, and that was Limited a. Good, defense. Th- thank you. That was a huge problem today with Ish Smith. Ish Smith cannot hurt you shooting the ball from three. He can't hurt you shooting jumper. He hurts you when he gets in the lane and he starts creating for other guys. That allows Bertans to get open. That allows, that allows pick and roll situations with Robin Lopez. And, and that doesn't get talked about enough, man. And our guards, you know, outside of LaMelo, our guards are, are pretty small, you know what I mean, compared to other NBA guards. And I just think that that needs to be addressed as well. When fans are are heated about why JB goes on so much, that's why. Because we can't keep keep anybody's guards out of going to the lane whenever they want to. Gotcha, 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 man.
0: It, it's me ask you guys a question, man. Gordon Hayward,
2: who if, if, if we only talk about we don't talk about people on the team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> look, look. Look, thirty million dollars. He's on the team. He's, he's <laughs> no, on the team. So, he, so because, because, let, me, let me frame it like this: If he's available to play in the playing tournament, do you play him? Yes. That, yes. Okay. yes. Yes. Absolutely. You
2: play Gordon Hayward if he can play. I don't care if he's seventy-five percent. You play him. Um, well, for one, he's making more money than anybody on the team, Uh, and two, there is a People have not acknowledged the huge, the drastic difference in the team yeah, with yeah. Gordon Hayward not playing when he plays. Even when he doesn't have a stellar game, the Hornets' offense seems to flow better because what what teams tend to do against the Hornets they don't like the pace with the Hornets. And that, and if you notice today in the, the game of Washington, they couldn't keep up. And then how did the how did the Washington Wizards win the game? They slowed the pace slowed down. Played half court, played half court sets. And then got back on defense, uh, transition defense, to make the Hornets play a half-court game, which is not their strength. Without Gordon Hayward, with Gordon mm-hmm. Hayward on the court, the Hornets can kind of slow the game down because you know because he's a capable scorer from anywhere. I think you have to play him. And, I and
1: do, not, and not just a capable scorer, but he he's a creator. He's a shot creator. Too. Yeah. He and
2: he's exactly an underrated rebounder. The guy is six eight. I mean, it's it, it it is a huge he, advantage
0: Gordon he, Hayward. To me, he's our only wing player that can create their own shot off the bounce.
2: Wow. And, and,
0: and, and he's, he's a secondary ball handler kind of to take that pressure off of LaMelo, which is really needed. Because yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I really don't consider Terry a ball handler. He's more of a scorer.
2: Yeah, so I don't guess. think Terry's a, like a primary ball handler. He can be for the Hornets. But yeah. I, the, the Hornets looked a Good lot idea. more comfortable sometimes when Gordon Hayward was bringing the ball up up, up the court. Uh, and then that makes the defense has to be honest at the, the, this point. Yeah. I don't think they're, they're doing that um, all that much. And if you look, they're man they're out there trying to kill LaMelo. They're out yeah. there roughing yeah. him up and in putting a lot of pressure on him. And you
0: well, know, he got, he got to learn how to adjust. I, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think actually I
2: think that's great because yeah, like you said, LaMelo will learn. I, I will say this though. I mean, I don't think the Hornets, the Hornets cannot hide anything about a player's injury. As we all know, Teams yeah. are not allowed to do that. You must disclose. But I kind of think that ankle is a lot, lot worse than they're leading than on. Is letting on. That was the same ankle as the the one that he broke uh two, two, three seasons ago. Um, either the Hornets are being overly cautious because originally he was only supposed to be out four weeks. This is the fifth week, or it's it was, and, and don't get me wrong, we saw the injury. It was pretty bad, but part of me thinks that maybe there is something the Hornets aren't saying.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. I, I want to just real quick, man, on, on Gore haywood being out. I don't think it's a coincidence that we've seen. Now, I think we all agree. Terry Rosier is at his best when he's catching and shooting. We prefer him off the catch and shoot more than we do trying to create a shot. I don't think it's a coincidence that we've seen way less of catch and shoot Terry Rozier mm-hmm. since Gordon Hayward has been out. There's less of those opportunities, and with that, with less of those opportunities, man, the Hornets' uh, offense has just been, you know, laboring like they haven't been laboring all season, man. So I, I, it's it's a it's a bigger deal than I think people are making it that Gordon Hayward is out, man.
0: Guys, uh, before before we wrap this thing on up, man, I got a question. If, if you were to give jb a grade for the season and and, 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 and when the season is over well, we're going to fully expound on this a little more just just give me like a short sentence why if you had to give him a grade what would your what would your grade be for him and also if gordon hayworth it's, it's his foot not his ankle
2: okay that's what
1: um if i had that's that's tough man if um, the, my first thought is either solid b or b minus honestly um <clears throat> Because the thing is, man, I mean, just going back to what I said, man, you know everybody gives j b. Gruff about his rotation's mainly because he doesn't play their favorite player forty five minutes a game. but you know, going back to what I said, man, there's just so much to deal with and 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 still trying to figure out, you know who who he trusts because I mean, there's had to be not not because of you know just him wanting to experiment with different stuff. there's had to be so many different lineups because of guys being out all season, man. And, and those adjustments have just been difficult to make. I don't know if people think we're a championship roster, but you no, know, it, you know. <laughs> I mean, that was sarcasm, by the way. I mean, no, 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 no.
0: People really do
1: believe that. Yeah. But that's what I'm getting at, man. It's not like we have a, a Brooklyn Nets roster. So it's, so that makes his job even tougher to try to adjust to that, man. But just, but, but, but mainly grading on, you know, what we were when we were healthy, man. Um, I mean, I, I have to go with a solid B, man. But the B minus just comes from the last week or so. Got
2: gotcha. you. Um, in a vacuum, I'd give him a C. But if you look at the context of the season the ex- and the expectations of the Hornets, I think you got to put him in the B range. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. You know. I, you, those of you in the chat, most of you guys are in the Hornets Facebook group. There was a post that was made before the season started. How many wins do you think the Hornets are going to get? And it was like, you know, above 30 or you know, 25. And a lot of people didn't have the Hornets winning in 25 games. Uh, ESPN Power Rankings had us as the second worst team in the league. Um, and to, to be in the position to fight, not just for a playoff spot, for a fourth seed, and then have all these injuries and have to figure out rotations and deal with – the Lamelo Ball situation, because that's a situation. I mean, yeah, we, right, no doubt. We drafted like a day, day one. This kid is a superstar. Um, even if he's not quite playing to that level yet, this guy got five million Instagram follows in a reality show. Having <laughs> to deal with that, having to deal with his dad, Lavar Ball, um, a shortened, compressed NBA season. Uh, more try, you know, having to do all those things, and somehow the the team. I'll say this about the Hornets: they do not quit. No. They, they will fight to the last zero ticks off that clock. And in my opinion, if they didn't, if, if the team, you know, felt some kind of way about coach Borrego, then they wouldn't do that. And yep. uh, I'd give him, yeah, I'd give him a solid B based on the expectations of the horns. I will say this: someone in the chat asked, how long do we give JB with this team? We've said this before next season, you have to not just make the playoffs. But you gotta be good. You gotta like the Hornets are gonna have to be four, five, or six next season. It took Pete Clifford <laughs> three years to take the Hornets to the playoffs, so it would be JBS. So, so you're expecting like a, a, a Atlanta
0: Hawks type jump?
1: I don't see why not.
0: I, I, I truly don't
1: see why not, Roddy. But here, here's a, here's a, here's an outlier to this. And here's what I don't like about that question. Now, and, I, and to the person who asked it, I'm, I'm not coming down on you for asking the question, but here's what I don't like about that. <clears throat> Where's the pressure on Mitch Kupchak? I mean, mm-hmm. the thing the thing is, I think Mitch has done a solid job since he's been here. I, I don't have too much bad to say about Mitch Kupchak, but I think it is highly unfair to blame JB <laughs> for this roster not having a better record. We have a glaring need at center. That's obvious. That's the Captain Obvious statement of the day. It is on Mitch Kupchak to correct that in the offseason. You also have to figure out what are you going to do with Malik Monk? What are you going to do with Javante Graham? Those things have to be figured out in the offseason. So before me personally, before I go off on this tangent about um and what I expect from JB, I'm actually on the on the in the mindset of. What should we expect from Mitch Kupchak in the offseason? Right. Because Mitch Kupchak is not a guy who does a lot of transactions during the season. Yeah. Historically, right. he doesn't make trades and, and all this other stuff during the off, during during the season. In the offseason is where he makes his moves. So
0: I'm keeping my eye on that guy as opposed to JB. Look, I'm I'm going to give him a solid B. You gotta think like like Jamal alluded to, man, like he, he was always kind of playing behind the A-ball. We, we never had the adequate big man help all season. And you look at it, man, Cody Zelda got injured the first game and missed, like, a month. Right. <laughs> and, he was, and he's obviously your best, like, true center on the team. Uh, and then the, the myriad of injuries all year, uh, rotations messed up, Miles catches COVID at the wrong time. I, I mean, to keep us in, in, even in the playing game, in that, in that, within that eight seed range, man, and that's, that's just a miracle in itself. And then we weren't even expected to win what 25 games this year, yeah. Uh, you look at the Vegas, <laughs> you look at the Vegas odds, that they had us under 30. In and and, and Vegas, is usually kind of right.
2: <laughs> I mean, it, it, we all seen the Hornets play if the yeah. Hornets were healthy. Are we even having this conversation? I, Kaza, I'm glad you said that because I want everybody
1: listening right now to think about one thing. Think about how the Hornets were playing before Gordon Hayward got hurt. That's it. That's all I'm gonna <laughs> say. Just think about the Hornets at that point in time in the season.
0: And guys, I I got a stat for you. Uh Kyle Bailey tweeted this. The Hornets are 8 and 16 since Gordon Hayward went down with his injury on April the 2nd. That's enough said. Yeah. I don't know what else to say, bro. That's
2: all you need to know right there. <laughs> all you need to know. If you if you, if if Julius Randle had gone down the next Knicks- would be the we, we,
0: they'd Blank. be the Hornets. They'd yeah. be the Hornets. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Got <laughs> guys, man. Guys, man. Look, we had a little bit of drama in Panther Nation this week, man. Uh, Kaza's boy, uh, Teddy, uh, <laughs> Teddy Noodle Arm Bridgewater. Teddy. You uh, <laughs> put the Panthers under the bus, man. I, I'm I'm just trying to figure out what was his beef. He said that uh, the Hornet, I mean the Panthers specifically did not practice two minute situations and there was a lot to be desired with their with their uh with their schedule. I mean Matt Rule came out a couple of days later and said, "Nah, bro, that's not true." And then I heard Kyle Bailey on the radio. He said uh he was like he talked to some players and people in there and he was like, "We specifically run these plays. Like, we don't know what Teddy's talking about."
2: No, no, no. Okay. So guys, who do you believe? Kaiser? I, I, you got smoke. <laughs> I believe that rule and I'm gonna tell you why. the Green Bay game. Teddy Bridgewater. Here's the situation. Don't do this. What does Teddy Bridgewater do? This we lose the game. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, Teddy probably did <laughs> they probably out there running two-minute <laughs> drills and goal plays and teddy, teddy was there. Teddy was there. Teddy, if he throw past five yards, woo, that's a bomb, bro. So you know, <laughs> two minute drill while we pass them seven yards. So I don't know, man. I, I, the whole Teddy and this is why I give Teddy so much smoke. I I felt like it was pretty clear to anyone that knew Panthers football and football in general that the Teddy Bridgewater experiment was not going to work. You don't go from Cam Newton to Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> you just you just don't. Um, and I think a lot of people felt like, well, it can be a good stopgap, which. Could have still been the case, maybe, but I, I don't think Teddy wanted to be a stopgap. Teddy wanted to be the guy. Teddy wanted to be Teddy wanted to be able to make the same decisions that Cam Newton was able to make. Um, nah, he, wanted, nah, bro. he wanted to be. I mean, we knew that he couldn't, but you know, I mean, Teddy's got a lot of confidence in himself. So, and I think that there, there, that's where the clash between him and Matt Rule was. Matt Rule is a college comes from being a college coach, so he's used. To, you know, coaching college players and college egos. NFL guys are a whole, whole another thing. And if a guy feels like, man, I'm gonna win it on the goal line, forget what the coach say, then he, gonna, <laughs> then he gonna do it. Uh, so, so yeah, I, 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 and it's it's weird because there have been a ton of Panthers, former Panthers players that have had legitimate beef with the Panthers, Cam Newton, Steve Smith, DeAngelo Williams. And they never really come out and badmouth the team. Even Steve Smith. like He won't do it. He really won't do yeah, it. He won't do it. He'll, he'll take like little on-the-field digs, like they can cut my grass or whatever. But he'll ne- he will never comes out and talks about the coaching staff or the ownership or whoever. Even DeAngelo Williams, who we know has got beef with him, hasn't done it. Cam, oh, Newton, Cam Newton doesn't do it. But Teddy Bridgewater – couldn't wait. Couldn't he
1: wait. wait. I mean, he, he, he ain't been out of a Panthers uniform for
2: six <laughs> yeah, months. He couldn't <laughs> wait to spill the beans and snitch. So, um, yeah, uh, one of the people in the comments, ruling the front office deserve criticism for bringing them in. I don't disagree with that. I think they were all in on Teddy. I don't I
0: disagree.
2: Think, yeah, they gave him $63 million and was like, all right, dude, don't don't put the ball over the goal line. Look <laughs> I'm still mad. If it,
1: um, I'll I just say the the proof is in the pudding. I mean, how much more proof did we need of of of, of that being being correct? I man, how many fourth quarter drives stalled? Man, how many red zone opportunities to win games stalled? Uh, how many examples did we need of Teddy Bridgewater changing the plate to something that wasn't going to work? I mean, again, the proof is all in the pudding, man. Um, I, I I actually do believe Teddy Bridgewater, but at the same time, at the same time, he has a whole lot of culpability himself, man. So mm-hmm. I think actually both parties were wrong in this situation. Um, interesting quote by Matt Rule. Uh, Matt Rule goes on to say, I'm not going to delve into specifics about our process. Some of that is specific to us. Uh, but I feel really good about our preparation, the amount of work our coaches put in and the amount of work our players put in the amount of practice work. I think we pushed them in a really smart way. The fact that you don't want to delve into specifics, let me know that you had some big time culpability and all this too, Mr. Matt rule. Um, He also went on to say that, yes, we could do some things differently going forward. So both guys are actually kind of right in this particular scenario, man.
0: I got some pushback, man. Like, you didn't have a winning season. So, I mean, you, you always want to kind of tweak some things to me. Even it, it, like even if you win and you see you get better in. I mean, look, Matt Rule has been in the NFL before. Joe Brady has. And a couple of the assistants have relationships. I'm I'm inclined to believe they practice too minute drills and goal line and goal line. So, I'm like, it, it may not be enough Well, here's where, the thing. where Teddy thinks it's enough, but right. Teddy's not. Teddy's not a franchise guy. I don't care what Teddy thinks <laughs> at the end of the day. I mean, this is just throwing
1: that out there. And, and, and let's be specific really quickly, man. Teddy Bridgewater explained something to the effect of like when it got to Friday and Saturday, this is when we practice red zone situations in two-minute drills. And he's basically saying that's probably not enough. So to me, man, it just all goes to show. Just going back to what Kaza said, this was just a bad fit from the jump. That let us just keep it plain and flat, man. This for multiple reasons, man. This was just a bad fit, and these were two guys that were not on the same page, man. And it and it showed its ugly head during the season. Did it? Did it ever? So the proof was in the pudding once again. And, and yep. like like look and like a chat like one of our, uh, our chatters is saying, bottom five and too many inefficiency and red zone efficiency, man. I don't know how much more proof you need.
0: Yeah, man, you got it. you got a point, man. I I, 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 I'm let's be honest with you. I'm kind of concerned that uh, they're kind of big on analytics, and analytics might be kind of saying, "Hey, instead of just doing this much, we need to rest a little bit." Uh, I'm, I'm a big proponent of analytics plus the eye test and, and plus the feel of things. So I, I got a question. What's up? How is that? How is
1: that any different from "quote unquote" Riverboat Ron? Do you get what I'm saying? Like wasn't Ron Rivera big on big on the odds playing the odds and the analytics? Wasn't he big on that? So what's I don't think,
2: I, I, don't this think number, man. I don't think he was. Ron no, Rivera was an old school. I, I think Ron, Ron Rivera coached by feel. Yeah. His cut. You know what? I should go for. And sometimes you, we all we watch the game. You're like, you know what? They should just go for it. You feel the You know the momentum. You see what the other team is trying to do, and you think, you know, now is our time to do it. I think yeah. that rule is the, the complete opposite in which he may take numbers in a vacuum, and if he decides not to do a two-minute drill or practice as much because the analytics say that that situation is unlikely to happen that much, which is actually true. Um, but analytics also says you should never punt. And you should go for it on for go for two every time analytics will tell you that that is how you should play football. And there isn't a coach in the NFL that is going to go for it on fourth <laughs> and go for two every time. So, um, so I think you're right. It could be that Matt rule is, you know, his approach to coaching. I mean, he's a rookie NFL head coach. He's going to make mistakes and he's got to learn from them just like his predecessor did. So, you know, if if what Teddy was saying was factually true, okay. But like you said, Teddy's got to shoulder some of that blame as well because we saw him reach the ball over the goal line and fumble. We also saw him throw two yards on a fourth and ten. We we saw these things like every week. So so maybe it was a little bit. I think you're right
1: cause! I have a feeling that nothing made you more mad than that goal line. Oh,
0: dude, <laughs> like, I,
2: look,
0: I turned it off after. I'm like, I'm done.
2: Dog, I'm done. I almost jumped through the screen. Y'all did my screen. I, I tried to jump through it <laughs> to get the teddy. Bro,
1: oh, I, I, got a, I got a question, man so being that Scott fitterer is, is an analytics guy and it seems like David Tepper is all on board with the analytics thing man how much of y'all how much do y'all how much of that do you do you see that being on field stuff next season like like the next goal line situation we have you know how, how much is that going to play <laughs> into that
0: I, I don't know man I, 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 I mean, Scott is Fitter, Scott Fitterer, is to me is just a, a complete mystery at this point i mean I like some of the trades he did in the draft. Um I'm I'm just interested to see what did what did Rule learn from his first year and how he's going to adjust. Like yes. I, I I really can't call it until I see after this season. I'm like, okay, you you made better adjustments after the half. You 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 uh called yeah, you have called this play, you uh found this personnel. I mean, it's 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 a wait and see thing for me right now. Right.
2: I think we'll see a lot on the field. I think they drafted Brady Christensen because of analytics, because from an analytics standpoint, he was yeah. the best offensive lineman in college football, like college football history, actually, according to analytics. So, uh, yeah, I know, right? I don't know about all that. But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so I think we'll see more of it. Maybe not in the calls they make, uh, you know, I don't know if he'll have like a cheat sheet that says, okay, the 47.2% hey, I don't, I don't that's, don't about. About.
1: that's
2: exactly what I'm envisioning. I don't know about, about that, but I, I think the construction of the roster definitely will be money ball. It will be analytics driven. We've already seen that through the draft. I, I certainly think so. I, I think we're going to see guys at certain positions. Um, when I'm talking about how the roster is filled in on the back end, not 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 the first not the first twenty two, but them other guys. They, yeah. They're gonna be it's gonna be just a bunch of numbers uh, that they use to determine who gets those slots.
1: I mean that part is actually refreshing, being that we and historically we we normally just throw away the other uh, guys. We don't really use them, and then when we do, we release them the next season. So that part <laughs> is actually refreshing.
0: <laughs> hey guys, man, look, I, this this is completely random. I was on Twitter today. And I looked at the twenty eleven Panther draft. What the hell was Dave, Dave Gettleman doing after Karen This is like he was just throwing darts at the board. Like, like it was like oh, seven was, picks in a row. No, that was that was Marty. That was Marty. But that was Mar- that was yeah that was twenty eleven Marty. Marty. Ooh, that was um, man. That that yeah. that, was, that, was, that had to be an all time worst draft. Like that was that was completely but, but Ronnie, are you surprised? What do we always say about Herney? Herney yep.
1: You get the right. first <laughs> round pick and then you lock him in the closet.
2: I, I didn't know it was that bad. I was like, oh it my God, you got stuck. No, was, <laughs> to be terrible. fair, though, huh? that even the, he got criticized for the Cam Newton pick. Remember, a lot of people thought that um, I can't even remember his name because he's fighting on the NFL now. What's his name?
1: Blaine, Blaine
2: Gabbard. <laughs> you know, yeah. A lot of people felt like Blaine Gabbert was the best quarterback in the draft. Uh, Cam Newton, a lot of mock picks, uh, mock drafts, didn't even have Cam Newton going in the first round, which is. Like mind blowing, and it, it just goes to show that sometimes scouts get it wrong because there's such a vast difference. And this is saying. yeah, this is an every <laughs> professional sport. There's such a vast difference between the pro game and the college game, and scouts never tend to account for that. They they look at what they do in college in a vacuum, and they don't say. No one seem to say, see, well. Okay, what well Cam Newton is doing, if he could do this in the NFL, man, he'd be unstoppable. And 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 that's what he did. I, thank God Marty Herney was like, no, we want that guy. So he drafted Cam Newton. i let him slide on, on everybody else in that draft because no one knew what was going on in <laughs> that draft. Guys, yeah.
0: guys, guys, before we move on, uh one of our lovable past Panthers is uh he got signed with the New York Jets. New York Giants to Giants. be <laughs> okay, look, I saw on Facebook. Why couldn't we make him a tight end in Carolina? You want to expound on that, or you just want to leave that alone?
2: <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Where, do I, where do you go with this? Go ahead, <laughs> okay, well, okay, I you know, throw curveballs, man. First of all, we had Greg Olson. Uh, you know what, Kaza? You can stop right there. Right there, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> we had like one of the the two best tight ends in the league playing tight end uh, already. I don't know what else we were supposed to do with him. Um, I mean, okay, I, I, look, man, I'm I'm gonna
1: try my best. I said it's coaching's fault. It was coaching.
2: Stop, stop!
1: Look, look the, the coach doesn't put the spoon in the fork to his mouth. would stop it! I don't want to hear it, man.
2: But yeah, I, yeah, dude, dude was out there looking like King Latifa. Uh, <laughs> we'll Shut it off! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> King I can't. Listen, have listen, hey, well, Dangles well, has ruined many a professional athlete's <laughs> career, so he's no exception. Hey, look, man! Yeah, ain't no more jingles in New York. Thank you. The the night
1: Kelvin Benjamin got drafted, man, I had some keys in my hand and I threw them down on the ground as hard as I could because I did not like the draft pick uh, from the jump, man. I, I don't have to tell you how much of a Florida State fan I am, but I saw this kid at Florida State and I knew, I knew he was going to be a big receiver who could not put it together in the NFL. Kevin Benjamin, with all the natural talent and ability and the, and the size that he had, he never did the little things, and that's what concerns me about him being the tight end. Is Kevin Benjamin going to block for anybody? I mean, seriously, is he is he gonna is he gonna put his body on the line to block for his teammates? We all remember there was uh, how many games did did Kevin Benjamin lose for us? By running the wrong route, causing Cam Newton to throw an interception or not blocking the guy, hey, hey, supposed hey, to.
0: Hey, hey, I got a hot take. I got a hot take. Kevin Benjamin is the guy, is the reason why Cam Newton's arm. I'm, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna leave that alone. He he he, he gave up on the play. I, I'm just gonna leave that alone. Let me repeat myself. How many times did that kind of
1: stuff happen when he was in Carolina? I'm gonna leave it at that. I,
2: I think it's funny, not really funny, but Steve Smith. Steve Smith's like 5'9", uh, maybe may he's wearing Nike Air Max, like five nine two hundred <laughs> on a good day. And he was a superior blocker than Kelvin Benjamin. In fact, Steve Smith, if Steve Smith wasn't going to catch, if he knew he wasn't going catch the ball that play... He You're was trying, gonna knock somebody out. He was gonna yeah. kill somebody. Kelvin yeah. Benjamin was just, and, and I think it's very telling, very telling, the <laughs> things that he had to say about Cam Newton after he left the team, um, which it just that that just tells me all I need to know about Kelvin Benjamin, the type of NFL player.
1: It almost went – I'll go as far to say it sounded like he was blaming Cam Newton for his shortcomings. And and, uh, and, we, and we see how it ended up for Kelvin Benchman. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, yeah, he, yeah. He said, quote, anybody but Cam Newton. Okay, well, there's anybody.
1: There's yeah, anybody. Hey, Nate
2: Peterman. Nate Peterman. Woo! Yep. Yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't even stick around on the Buffalo team where he was known by the coaching staff. And that Buffalo team, you know, that's a good team now. You know, they're right, continuing to right. now. And he couldn't even – you know, stick around on on that team. I mean, and, uh, and 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 fast forward years later, he's uh kicking his
1: girlfriend out of his house on Instagram. Wow, oh, that's how life goes.
2: <laughs> life comes at you fast.
1: Life comes at you <laughs> real fast.
0: New York, look, New York City does have mozzarella cheese, though. Mozzarella.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let me wait. Wait, wait. Was a gentleman pick, right? He wasn't a herny pick. Was he, was, he was a gentleman. He's a guy. That was a gentleman guy. Yeah, yeah I, guess, I guess Dave's still see something in him. Hey, actually, yeah. you know, I hope he has success. I, yeah. I hope all these young black guys in the NFL have success, and I hope he's able to mature and learn from the mistakes that he's made previously and yeah, better for actually. So,
1: he, he, he's he's, he's thirty one years old now, man.
0: So it's it's really now or never for yeah.
2: him now. So, yeah, yeah,
0: big reds, big reds. big rats, <laughs> yes. rats. <laughs> hey man, look man. So, uh, our North Carolina brother, Mr. Jermaine Cole, released a, uh album this week on Friday. <laughs> and, uh, me personally, man, I liked it. What do, what do you guys think?
2: <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, like, uh, you know, for one, to sleep. I took some Benadryl. <laughs> oh, hater, 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 hater. do sleep Um, I mean, here's, and this is the thing, I've always said this about J. Cole is that, man, does he have great timing as far as his career arc or what? Because I think people are so used to hearing dumb rap. And I'm not saying that 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 kind of music is like bad, it has its value in hip hop. But so, but, but you know, people are so used to hearing that on the radio and, and social media that when a guy like J. Cole comes and he doesn't make dumb rap songs, I think everyone kind of uh, elevates it to, to a, little, a little better. Um, you know, a lot of people are laughing and there are a lot of memes about that that Super Mario Brothers line. I put an M on your head. Now you're Luigi's brother now. And that's one of those things where, I mean, that's just like a super average bar. J. Cole didn't even think that's like a hot line, but everyone was like, oh my God, you Luigi's brother now. <laughs> uh, was that good, y'all. The line not that good, but um, I mean, it
1: was a good album. Yeah. Um, let me say this: I really hate following Kaza on music discussions, and for this reason, Kaza said everything I was gonna say, but just a little differently. And this is why I hate following this dude when we talk about <laughs> music, man. I, I came on this show, and I was the first thing I was gonna say is this, man. I it is no secret I am an old grumpy guy when it comes to hip-hop and I, I elevate what we had in our era i think it's the renaissance era blah 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 i'm not gonna get to i'm not gonna go off on a tangent on, on, on in that aspect i listened to this j cole album there's nothing wrong with this album i mean j cole is a solid mc this dude he has obviously mastered his craft when it comes to being uh, a rhyme sayer in the lyricist I take nothing away from this dude as an MC, man. He He's definitely a good, good MC. I'm listening to the album and everything just kind of, and I don't mean this in a necessarily bad way, but everything is just kind of generic. Here's what I mean by that. It's like the beats bump and they're cool, but there's nothing groundbreaking to me. And I think I'm a victim of my error when it comes to that. I told somebody this today. I can't say anything bad about J. Cole, but here's this. When you listen to Ghostface Killer, you know it's Ghostface. He's that style is distinct. When you listen to Buster Rhymes,
0: that annoying voice Buster
1: Rhymes. you, you, you know it's here. J. Cole comes on, and it's just like, kind that? like it's kind of it's kind of sounds like five other dudes I've heard before. It's not
0: nah,
2: bad. Nah, you going? Yeah. No. Nah, okay. So when Revenge of the Dreamers three came out, I was like, "Where's J Cole?" Who Thank you. Thank you. It was, a, it was a bunch of people on the album. So right. someone come on, and I'm like, "Okay, which one of these casts is J Cole?"
0: That's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> I mean, he,
0: I I think he, that he just he he's, he's, he's he he can adopt so many different styles, and. I think mean J Cole. I mean, J Cole's a he's a good rapper. Yeah, and, I, I never say he's bad. I mean, no, he, yeah. he can adapt so many styles. And uh, okay, i say this: of trade, master none.
2: He's a better rapper than the baby, but yeah. but I think the baby is more groundbreaking. Absolutely, the baby's
1: impact. But, but, but let me take absolutely because here's the thing with the baby. Now, now when the baby has a song on radio, it, let's say there's a new debate song that you haven't heard. The minute he starts rapping, you're like, "Oh, that's the baby." That's right. That distinct style, man. And that's what I have against J. Codes. It's like everything is just, it's not bad. It's not whack. It's just kind of generic, you know, man.
2: And see, man, I really hate when Cass asks me about J. Cole, because I I have to be honest about it. He's a dude from North Carolina, you know, He's put our state on the map, and, you know, I I hope he has, like, super, super success, and, you know, if he was in the studio, I certainly wouldn't kick him out of the cypher or anything like that, but I mean, at the same time, it's like, like, it it is what it is. I think J. Cole, um, you know, I think he has, like, he might have one classic in might have one classic, and it won't, and it won't be, but it won't be till like fifteen years from now that people go back and be like, oh that wow, that album's really good." And that yeah, was but because was let really me
1: speak to that it's real quick. I think it's two. I think you got a mixtape classic too. But, but but because let me speak to that man. This is why I'm trying my best not to be the old grumpy guy because right, I feel no, like no. To, I feel like today's classics don't match up to oh no yeah. classics. That's that's why it's so hard for me to kind of rate yeah. this out. You know what I mean. There, there is a song on this album that I do really dig. I, I really, really like this song, Let Go of My Hand, that's on this album. I... I, yeah. I he he's talking about you know how, how much pressure it was to be tough and he wasn't really that tough of a guy and he related it to his his squabble with Puffy. I think it's a really really dope creative song and I like the way he told the story. I I, I need more of that from J Cole because the way he put that song together, I was like, all right, this, this is some super creative stuff, man. So I, I'm really feeling that feeling that song on the album. It's probably it's definitely my favorite song from that album.
0: For me, man, I, I I dig it, man. Like I, I was when when I, when I turned it on, and I first heard Cameron, I was like, oh shit, it's gonna be different. Like,
1: like, like I was really guy. disappointed when he didn't rap on the song, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Like 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 for me as a young guy, like Cameron, I, I love I, like I love Cameron. Like Cameron's my dude. Like I like he's a, he's a different guy. Like it's a different style. Like you like like, like we were talking about Cameron. Yeah. His voice is state. Kind of yeah. like what we were talking about earlier. Um, I like the song. I, I like the song with Twenty One Savage. He uh, gets Twenty One Savage to rap a little bit and not. I, be- I,
1: I think that's like the standout song to most people. I think that's like the song that pe- most people like on this album.
0: And then, and, and then I actually like the pride is the devil a little bit. But he, uh, I mean, he, he got the flows. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's. It's 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 better than KOD to me. Um, I, I I want to I want to insert
1: something real quickly and and Kaz I think you may agree with this may agree with me on this one when they come when people mention North Carolina hip hop and North Carolina MCs why does not Fonte mentioned first I, and I know the answer to that question that's completely rhetorical but <laughs> what do you think about it I
0: like Fonte. I like Fonte. Fonte could rap. I think J. Cole is better. And then also, I also think Rhapsody is better than him, too. No, 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 no. Rhapsody is no. cold. I'm sorry. Rhapsody is cold. You, you gotta nah, stop nah. Save Fonte, bro. Nah. Man, you, man look, you got to stop that.
2: <laughs> I think, the, I mean, the, the only the reason that Fonte is not like the rapper from North Carolina has a lot to do with the industry.
1: Yeah, they don't uh, sell records.
2: Right. The ascension of Ninth Wander and, and their mini beef with him and just a lot of a lot of other stuff. It was, you know, w- whenever you're in a group, little brother was a group. Right. It's very, yeah. It's very difficult to get any kind of individual recognition. And then if you leave the group, kind of like little brother went their separate ways for a little bit of time, you're still seen as little brother.
1: Yeah, no doubt.
2: So I think that's that's why Fonte doesn't doesn't get his, his flowers like he deserves. Uh, whether or not Rhapsody is better, I cannot agree with that. Not better than Fonte.
0: Fonte Rhapsody is cold to me. I'm sorry.
2: I I'm put her above J Cole, but
0: wow. I can't argue <laughs> an opinion. I mean, but look, all look, <laughs> all, all three of them are cold to me. Look, if, if, if look, if those three are your top rappers in your state, I don't see nothing wrong with it. No, hey, hey
2: that's a no no, no. I, I was about to say yeah that. we hadn't even mentioned the baby
0: i was just about to say no, that look I, I got an issue I, I really have an issue i think the baby now gets unnecessary hate a lot of times and but i also think he brings it
1: on himself but continue he, he
0: does bring it on himself but like people people hate on him and it's just like but you but you're still buying the music <laughs> and you're still requesting the songs. I hear him on the radio all the time. And he's showing versatility. I'm like, what do you want out of artists? You, you, you want a, a one trick pony? I mean, I, I, I'm just I don't understand people.
1: Rodney, let me speak to that real quickly. I know we're running out of time, but let me let me speak to that real quickly, man. What 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 works better than talent sometimes? Hustle. Hustle. The baby is is an a1 hustler and not only just a hustler but that dude is an a1 marketer of himself yeah that dude knows how to market himself and and we we know there's no there's really no such thing as bad publicity The baby has 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 tons of of pub whether it's negative or positive it all matters and as long as people are keeping their keeping his name in their mouths um he's gonna be successful man so it, it that just comes with what he brings
2: i would i'll say this about north carolina rap um diverse I, it's very diverse but I, I wish there was more of an explosion in which those artists bring people with them when we look at i remember would we even know who the saint lunatics were no if no, it was no, finale, no absolutely nope. not would we even know who D12 was if Eminem hadn't flown yeah, back to Detroit? Guys and 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 that's saying something because Detroit actually had a pretty strong, you know, slum village, Jay Dilla. Um, but when when the artists in those areas made it big, they brought everyone with, Like, okay, I'm going, and y'all coming with me. Nobody yeah. from North Carolina has done that. Now, I mean, I know Jay Cole had Revenge of the Dreamers and these little projects where. But I'm talking like really, really, those, like, Nelly, like, them dudes was on all those his albums with him. D12 yeah. was on all his <laughs> albums. It was, uh, we haven't gotten that in North Carolina yeah. and it's sad because there's so much talent here. I mean, yeah. it's dudes. It's it's guys I could call right now that could rap circles around J. Cole and Rhapsody. <laughs> like, like So, uh, that you'll never hear. That, you'll, that you've never heard of. And, and then the so. crazy
0: thing is to me, man, like, with J. Cole, is his, his 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 two his two main underlings? Boz is from New York. JID is from Atlanta. And like, I and, and loot is from here. But I don't think Luke gets that actual push to me. Like, Luke, and to me, loot is, is better than all of
1: them. Honestly, to me. You said what? I said loot is 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 better than all of them to me. Maybe except. But I, I, th- this is my answer to that question, and it's, it's a really short answer, man. Never never underestimate record company politics. Uh, the record industry is a – really, Exactly. It's a really grimy, dirty game, man. So just never never underestimate uh, politics, man.
0: Gotcha. All right, we're going to ride into the shout-outs, man. Uh, I guess I'll go first and let you guys close it out. Um, me give yeah, shout, shout, out. shout out to
1: your background, man. That was yeah, that's pretty dope. Man.
0: Green screen, man. Green screen it. There you go. Uh, shout out to uh shout out to Rock Hill, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, uh boom, 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 So uh some bonds weren't passed. Uh they they uh totaling 225 million dollars for the Panthers uh practice facility infrastructure. Uh And uh, see, like
2: y'all better have my money,
0: (laughs) but Mr. Timber, there's uh, something (laughs) going on called a pandemic, and uh, and and I'm not a proponent. I'm I'm not a proponent of corporate welfare, and so I'm interested to see how this plays out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This might be another one of those George Shin New New Orleans situations, you know, remember when he moved the Hornets there, they promised him a new stadium. Hurricane Katrina hit and they were like, you know, we kind of got more important things, so you know, he ended up selling the team. I'm not saying the temper will sell the team, but th- that this isn't good.
0: Yeah. No. And, and, and and I want to shout out to the NBA Hall of Fame yesterday, man. Uh it was, it was <coughs> to see those guys get in. Uh the Kobe thing, man. Like that was one of my favorite players ever, man. And uh, shout out to his wife, shout out to uh Ben Wallace, uh Chris Bosch, uh Chris Webber uh, yeah. and, and other players for getting in the uh, Hall of Fame today, man, is much deserved uh, respect.
2: I yeah. I, actually, I'm not going to shout out Ben Wallace because Ben Wallace was a major reason why the Hornets drafted Bismarck Biombo. They felt like he could be <laughs> the <this kind of laughs> same yeah. A lot of people felt like Bismack Biombo was going to be the next Ben Wallace, an undersized, strong, athletic. Oh, boom, 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 boom.
1: I, I I have uh, only one shout out. Um Vanessa Bryant, your strength is like something out of this world, man. Um, The Hall of Fame speech, man, was incredible. Uh, The ceremony was incredible, man. Uh, So just shout out to uh, Vanessa Bryant, man, her speech, man. And uh, as as always, continue shout out to everybody who continues to show up in the chat room every weekend, man, who continues to watch us and support us. We need y'all. We we need y'all every week. So, yeah, always a continued shout out to y'all, man.
2: Uh, yeah, shout out! Finally, shout out! We didn't get to talk about this last week because we weren't on the air. But shout out to Dan Morgan. Welcome back home. Welcome we back home, best, man. Yeah, One I'm of the best players in Panthers history. Uh, he's now an assistant GM, and we forget that he worked with Scott Fitterer in Seattle to build that team up, and then he went to Buffalo and helped build that team. So he's built two, you know, pretty good teams—a championship team in seattle and then a contending team in buffalo and now he's back here i think he'll do very very good things for the carolina Panthers.
0: And, and i want to add to that too man i i, I love it when former players <laughs> with shots like that because they, they they have actual insight on just just kind of what it takes from right. playing evaluation factor
1: no doubt
2: also carolina hurricanes are on
1: one seed Let's go.
0: Let's go, Kings. Hey, I Hurricane shorts. I feel like I'm part of the. I was looking
2: Got at man, and that's a no go. Game one between the Predators and the Hurricanes tomorrow at 8 o'clock. The Hurricanes have defeated the Predators, defeated them three times this season. The Hurricanes looked ready for a Stanley Cup run. So, Predators are natural, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool,
0: cool, cool. All right, God, guys, man. Uh,
1: a team to win around here.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean Rob will hold it over my here if they win a championship, but I'm still rooting for them. Okay. <laughs> guys, all right, man. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for your continued
2: support. Uh, under Construction and we're out.
1: Peace out, y'all.